Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is leather science. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out at the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included on all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. So I had a wonderful opportunity last week to go visit one of the local tanneries. Um, we have we we li- we are blessed to live you know very close to the basically three or four of the major tanneries in the U.S. just because of the nature of the location. And I've talked about this a little bit before in the podcast. The world of tanning, leather tanning specifically in the U.S., has a really rich history in the Midwest, obviously because this is where all of the beef cows are, right? So this is where all the slaughterhouses were, which meant that this is where all of the hides were produced. And so, you know, things like that biological material, they don't last forever. And so it would make sense to process them pretty pretty locally. As well, both Chicago, which was another major refinery area or tannery area, and Milwaukee have rivers that run through them, right? So that's good. So we've we've been very blessed, and I've been on several tours, several tours of several different tanneries in the area, and you know we've worked really hard to ensure that we've got the very best quality, and that meant that we had to go directly to the tanneries and had them create custom leathers for us. And with the new strategic plan that we're implementing and the things that I've talked about in the past, one of the elements of that is diversifying all of our sources of our raw materials. We need to have at least two suppliers for everything that we sell. That way we don't end up getting in a situation where we can't supply something. And that I think is going to be a longer process. It's going to take a little bit to get going, but one of the elements of that has been saying, okay, well, we are going to work on having a backup tannery that's got, you know, samples of all of our leather. They've made a test batch of all of our leather, um, you know, so that they've got the files for how to do it. And, you know, in that vein, I I was touring the tanneries and I've got another one that I'm going to see soon, but I've actually toured this specific tannery before a couple of years back and I really enjoyed it and I really like the guy that owns it. Their leather is a little bit more expensive than our current tannery. And I was talking with him about this a little bit and I brought Meryl along because I wanted her to get a tour of the tannery and so she could understand how the process works for leather production. And so I was talking to him about like, well, why is leather here more expensive? And there's a couple of reasons, obviously, but one of the big reasons, and I didn't realize this and think about this until later, is the size of their drums. So when you tan leather, first step is that you take the raw hides and you, you infuse them with chromium salts that turns them blue, right? It makes, takes them, they're normally kind of like, ironically, they're, well, not ironically, pretty realistically, they're kind of flesh toned. So you infuse them with these chromium salts, it basically preserves them. And then you can use, that creates a nice kind of base for them, you to continue to develop the leather on top of, right? The dyes, the different oils, the different mixtures, all of that other good stuff. So when you're doing this, first you go through there. And then the next thing is after that's that they're in that basic blue stock, then they go into the tannery drums where they get tanned with oils and, and dyes. Like I said, the, the size of those drums matter depending on the weight of the leather. So if you've got larger drums, larger drum drums require more power. They require a little bit more, um, a little more raw materials for like colors and dyes and things like that, just because they're bigger. But they're better at processing thicker leathers, right? Because we have relatively thick leather in the world of leather, at least, and that creates a bit of a challenge for most tanneries. Because if you think about it, most of the leather that you interact with on a daily basis, think your shoes. 
Think leather that's in purses, leather that's in clothing, um, gloves, leather gloves, all of that stuff, Le even leather that's in cars. All of those leather items are relatively thin leather. Now, that thin leather, it, you, can, you can fit a lot of square feet in the same size drum than you can with a thicker leather, if that makes sense, because it's a limited volume. But it takes about the same amount of time to set up that mill. And it takes about the same amount of time to run that mill, right? So if you think about it, if you've got 2,000 square feet in, of, you know, a certain thickness of leather and you've got 4,000 square feet of another leather, and they take about the same time to set up, and they take about the same-ish kind of chemicals, and they take about the same time to run, you have to charge a lot more for the thicker leather per square foot to compensate for the time that you could have run 4,000 square feet in that same mill, right? So there's a premium on space. And this is why certain tanneries that we work with and the people we've talked with are able to provide certain better prices on different thicknesses of leather because of the size of their mills are designed to fit that specific type of leather. And as you might imagine, because we use thicker leather and because our leather's not, it's not the th same thickness that's common, it means that our leather is pretty much always a little bit more expensive than it might otherwise be based off of a different mill size. So. It was a wonderful time going to tour through this factory. I got to talk with the owner. I'm actually, I, I would consider myself very kindred spirits with the owner of this tannery. Um, and uh, he's, he's just a really cool guy. And I was working with him on talking about some ways that we can, you know, work together, right? Because like I said, I have, we, we've loved working with our current tannery. We don't have necessarily any plans to change the vast majority of our production away from them. And I've been very transparent about that. And, you know, these guys that run these tanneries in Milwaukee, they know each other, right? It's not like they're like, they're, I mean, yes, they're competitors, but there's a lot of demand. Like they're not necessarily, I don't think any of them are starving, right? So they all kind of fit in different niches a little bit. And so no, I don't think he was upset that I was saying that, you know, we're planning on sticking with our current suppliers. Um, but he ended up, you know, we were talking about ways that what areas where they can help that our current tannery doesn't do, right? And there are areas where this tannery has the ability to get special types of leather that are a little thicker. Um, they have different, they've got new processes for um, in-stock leather, which is a really great idea for limited edition things, because I would love to do more limited edition runs. And so we had other cool conversations, but we went on the tour of this tannery. And one of the things that I've always been very impressed about this tannery, and this is different perhaps than ours a little bit, is this tannery, the one that we toured, focused extraordinarily on the very, very specific science of leather tanning. And what I mean by that is they have an entire laboratory on site and I was, it was very cool to see an entire laboratory designed to test 100,000 different variables in leather from thickness to temper to it's got, um, they have a waterproofing test called a Maser machine. And the way it works is it's really cool. It takes the leather and it cups the leather. It holds the leather. And so the leather bends up and forms a little cup Then it takes and you submerge that cup in water to the point where the cup, the bottom of the cup is in the water, but the top is not. So there's no water coming in the inside if the water's leather or the leather's waterproof. And then the machine actuates the cup. So it bends it to simulate walking through water. And if you, for example, if you had boots on, leather boots on. And so it simulates this walking and it simulates this and then it counts the number of times that it can go through, the, the bending can happen before a certain level of moisture is detected on the inside of that cup. And it's really a really cool machine, right? Because there's a difference between waterproof and water resistant. And that's one element of leather testing, right? Of leather finishes. And they have flame testing. They've got wear rub testing, right? How many times can something, you know, if you, if you have, a, and it's a, it's a standard, right? It's a, it's a scientific measure. So it's like you put a specific pad of a specific material 
on a specific size piece of leather and then you turn the machine on it and it rubs on it for a specific number of times and then you detect you know the the depth and the change and the difference in temper and things like that so there's a lot of different ways to test leather and this particular tannery i've always been very impressed with but this i did I, this is the first time i would seen the inside of their lab and i am amazed they also have a lot of new machinery so one of the elements that our current tannery that we use has a lot of their stuff is very very old now i have no problem with that they do a very good job upkeep on their equipment and they have very good i mean it's traditional like it's not bad but the advantage i think of a lot of the newer equipment that this tannery has is they have a very they can, they can apply that scientific logic very precisely because a lot of their equipment is kind of built around that precision and it's a lot of it's very new and newer equipment has better tolerances oftentimes from a precision standpoint one of the things that i thought was very cool is they have a photo spectrometer in their quality control department one of the biggest challenges with leather this is just purely the fact of the human eye is that human eyes see things differently different people's eyes see things differently that's a pure fact and it's actually the point where for and here's an example men's eyes i learned this the other day when i was talking to him men's eyes as they get older they have a more of a yellow golden hue right so if you take a picture and you have a 9 year old and you have an, a 7 year old they will see a legitimately different coloration scheme of that because of the the way that because their eyes are just different their eyes are wearing out you know older gentlemen's eyes are wearing out and so they see things in a more of a yellow tone which you know what frankly looking forward to it sunsets are going to look great anyway the point though is that if you've got three people in your quality control department looking at a piece of leather going i don't know i don't think it's the right color that's all three subjective opinions however in their lab they've got a photospectrometer in their quality control department that photospectrometer has a very specific setup so that it gets precise, exact chemical color makeups. And by chemical color, I mean when you, it has a very specific way of light versus dark, blue, red, green, all of the elements of like the, the you know, the, this color wheel. And it's able to identify, it says, okay, this is your target, right? Based off of the original sample of the original mill that we ran, which they have a library of these things. Based off this exact sample, the leather should be exactly within this color and it should have a tolerance within this particular margin, right? And so they can check that in their quality control system, which is really cool because it means there's not a lot of guessing. This has led me to having an interesting conversation last night with myself saying, you know, are we, we have had a wonderful ex experience with our current tannery. I'm not looking to change, but it did kind of spark me saying, I, I need to go have a conversation with our current tannery because I have noticed that there are, there, the, the difference from mill to mill in color, it's subtle, but I notice it. And I'm wondering if it's the kind of thing where we need to be a little more tight on the way that we analyze these things. And we, the way, you know, maybe we need to evaluate that alternative supplier as maybe our primary for the purposes of maintaining, you know, exact com, you know, the exact same over time. Now, to give you an, an example of why that might matter a lot. For example, if you're dealing with cars and you're making luxury cars and you have leather tannery, leather tanned seats. You, those have to be extraordinarily accurate to the colors. They have to be precise in a way that is very unique, right? Do we need that level of exacting precision for our leather from a color standpoint? I don't know. But from a texture standpoint, from a temper standpoint, I think it's actually very important that we have the right texture and the right temper. 
But it's been a good opportunity to kind of bring up these questions, to test these kind of questions and say, do we need to evaluate this? And, And there's an enormous amount of science that goes into tanning leather and tanning it well. And frankly, we've had a very good relationship with our current supplier. I am, I, as I was talking with my CO yesterday, we will intentionally have, they will have plenty of time to, to kind of adapt their policies before we, we jump ship. I, I'm very happy with them. They've earned the right to, to have this conversation and say, look, we want to make these changes. Can you please make these changes over the next mill or the next two mills? And, uh, you know, if we see the changes that we want to see, well, then we're good, right? And it's also instituted internally for us that we, at, as a company, are starting to do much better job keeping a library of samples from each mill that we're getting, specifically denoted with the, the invoice number, when we received it, um, all of the other specifications, and that's going to be laser engraved into the sample, and the sample is going to be put in a library so that we can have a visual reference over time of, is our leather changing color? Is our leather changing texture, temper, feel, all of those things? And we want to be able to make sure that we can keep it exactly where we want it to be so that we can maintain that excellent quality. And if, if they cannot fix it, right, if we have to jump to the other tannery as the primary, that will be more expensive. And I don't want to have to necessarily do that unless it's really necessary because, I mean, that's going to invariably lead to rising costs on the consumer and that's not good necessarily. So I'm not willing to raise the price unless we can make the product better. And if the, th- the only way that we can make the product better from a leather standpoint is to switch tanneries, then that's what's going to have to happen. But I'm very happy with, with, our, with this whole process. And it's been a wonderful learning experience. This whole strategic plan, diversifying our, our, our streams of leather supply, um, it's been a great opportunity for us to really kind of dive into the, the, the weeds a little bit on our supply chain and how we can improve and reinforce it so that we never run out again. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. Don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified when we launch new episodes. If you're looking for, if you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, or anything else we sell, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. Or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. If you have a quick question or you want to place an order over the phone, please feel free to call us at 414-434-9001. We're available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. If for whatever reason you can't get a hold of us during day or after business hours, please do feel free to leave us a voicemail. We do listen to them. We do answer them. Um, if you are calling about an order specifically, please be sure to leave that order number, which starts with S, and then it's got a bunch of numbers after it in that voicemail as it helps us triangulate the, the order itself. Uh, if you want to hear a little bit, if you think we deserve a review and you want to see our amazing reviews, go to check out murdycreative.co slash reviews. You can read all of our amazing five-star reviews there. There's a button there that says leave us a good review. You click on that, it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. There's a question, do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? You click yes and then you type your review. We love them, we read them, they are some of the best parts of my day. Uh, and the staff loves them too. If for whatever reason you leave us a bad review, there's another button there that says get directly in contact with us. It is deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with the company. Please, 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 before you leave us a bad review, give us an opportunity to make things right. We will do anything in our power, including recrafting, refunding. We will take care of you. Please give us an opportunity to do so before you leave us a bad review. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends about the company. If you want to get a little something for doing that, go check out our rewards program on the website. If you're logged into the website on your user profile, which is this little person up in the corner, in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a rewards tab. You click on that little circle, it'll open up the panel. You'll be able to see all of the rewards points that you've already earned, the Murdy Creative coins, you get those back as 10% of your purchase 
and you can use that 10% to purchase on anything else in our store for in-store credit. So you get 10% back on any purchase you make while you're logged in. And there's a shareable link there. That shareable link, if you share that with your friends and family, they get $10 off their first purchase and you get $10 of in-store credit. So it's a great way to help share the company and make things a little bit better all around. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything and I want to give you guys what you're looking for. So leave it in the comments below or send us an email at sales, S-A-L-E-S, at mertycreative.co. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, we do have bulk discounts built in directly to our website. All you need to do is mix and match your heart's desire, add everything to your cart. It's based only on the tar total cart quantity. Excuse me. So you can add everything. You can mix and match variety of products, put them all in there, and then you can click checkout and it'll auto apply the appropriate discount for that quantity. If for whatever reason you're not exactly sure on a specific quantity and you want a little more about details about what the quantity breaks are, feel free to send us an email, sales at mertycreated.co, and we'd be happy to help talk through them. If you're looking for a custom engraved item, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees, just a simple flat fee, normally about $15 uh, per item, and it's that that's before the bulk discount, so you can actually get quite a bit off that if you get a nice big bulk discount. If you want to do that for the custom item, most of our product pages, almost all of our product pages have a button that says add a custom logo. When you click on that, it'll take you to the custom item page where you can then open up the customizer, add your own logo to it, change all the colors and all the other good stuff, and then you can add that to your cart and check out with that custom item. If for whatever reason that button, add custom logo, isn't on the page, send us an email, sales at mertycreative.co. Include your image of what you're looking for. Include the product name. If you can, you know, you put that in there. We'll be happy to create a mock-up and a custom order link for you for free. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.